Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast episode. We have Randy Saxton with us all the way from sunny California. I hope it's sunny today. It is sunny. It was foggy this morning, but um, thankfully, uh, that's our nice natural air conditioning working for us here in the Bay Area. Uh, Just a few miles inland, it's another, another 10, 20 degrees hotter. So that was nice to wake up to the fog this morning. Didn't have to you know, leave the leave the windows open at night and everything cools down. Ah, nice. that's nice. That is nice. We're like locked down summertime. We're recording this in the summer in Arizona uh, at the furnace, but we'll uh, we'll get. We should get a little bit of monsoons happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been happening. Yeah, it's that is that is nice. It does cool it down a little bit, for sure. Yeah, so we got to talk today about. Uh, Pencil and brush, basically, uh, uh, the similarities. More sim- in my eyes, more similarities. But uh, Randy's going to give give you the insight of of his philosophy on pencil brush or anor brush or how they're interconnected. Uh, so if you can give us give us your uh, philosophy or thinking on that or your experience, I should say that's more like it. Yeah, I can share my experience for sure. And um, you know, when I was when I was a kid, I used to doodle a lot. Um, my dad was a, a craftsperson artist. He did some um, silk screening when I was really young. And, and uh, so I kind of picked up drawing uh, pretty early on and just do, you know, doodled a bunch, I think, like a lot of kids. But, but um, use, using a, um, a sharp pencil, was I let's see I I drew rat fink I don't mm. know if anybody remembers mm-hmm. what that is cartoon of a car with so you know some anyways uh, you know cartoons uh, uh, Snoopy and Red Baron all mm. those I did lots of lots of uh, uh, dog fights with um, uh, uh, using a pencil and drawing and that eye that eye hand coordination and just and and the creativity I think that's involved with with doodling all together or, or sketching. Um, I think, um, as an artist, uh, that's, it's a, it's a skill set. you know, it's a, it's a thing that, that, um, that is, uh, if you're going to, if you're going to do any type of realistic work, it's, it's completely necessary. The skill of seeing, it's actually more seeing than, and, uh, that, that, is important, you know, being able to really see things for what they are, and that's, um, and and what they are meaning uh, as as shapes, not what they are in terms of like mm-hmm. what we think they are. Um, uh, let's see. So so, I'm going to fast forward from my own experience from when I was, um, you know, very young, uh, drawing cartoons, uh, to uh, go, getting into college. And I, I wound up in, in college as a sculptor major because I was really inspired by my high school teachers, art teachers, um, did sculptural work, clay work, and so on. And I was super jazzed about that. So that's what I, that's what I started off, trotted off to, to college to, to enroll as a sculpture major. But, but they um, fortunately required a really um, stiff uh, requirement um, for drawing. So we had to do, you know, five semesters of, of drawing, um, regardless of what your what 
what your focus was uh, in in the art department and to mm-hmm. do a lot of drawing. And at the time, I remember thinking, yeah, I'm not really sure why I need to do this exactly. Um, uh, but, you know, figure drawing uh, became uh, uh, one of my favorite things to get into. And uh, so, so challenging, especially the, um, yeah, it was just a very challenging um, uh, subject matter, but also very inspiring and it's fun to do. So, so quickly got into um, the regular sessions that were the figure drawing. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the, that was actually one of the classes too, was, was, um, was using the figure and uh, um, you know, we had to focus on the figure as, to draw. So <clears throat> at any rate, um, uh, and I quickly, I, I don't know whether it was all the, you know, Snoopy drawings that I did when I was a kid or what, but um, I uh, got some attention as uh, from my professors that, um, that were seeing what I was doing and they encouraged me to get into painting. Mm-hmm. Um, because they said, oh, you, you know, you, you've got a, you've got a, a hand at this. So, you know, maybe you should pick up some, take, take some electives, get into some painting classes. And once I did, uh, that was, I never really turned back. I kind of got into the painting uh, world, stepped into that juicy painting world and never turned back. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it's funny that you, that you brought this, this subject up because for the longest time I did, I the the drawings that I did, especially figure, uh, I did these large figure drawings for in in the same um, place in this school that um, were one thing. And then when I got to my paintings, the the that didn't really translate. You know, the mm-hmm. the the drawing, um, the same, I guess, the same process, the same things that you were focused on. It just it sort of felt different. I was never was never sure how the two would connect, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, because at the time I was doing larger uh, abstract, I was really just doing more abstract work, which is didn't in my mind it didn't really register that the drawing was part of it. Um, so then fast forward again to uh, another eight years, seven years after I graduated, and I felt like I wanted to. Um, get back into some drawing classes so that I could um, better my skills so that I could put things into these abstract paintings that might be recognizable. Mm-hmm. That was more yeah. representative of the real world. Yeah, and a little hum- more a human connection. Yeah. I felt like a little clunk, yeah, a little more, not just human, but, you know, whatever it is, whatever it would be, a symbol of so- something referential, something, you know, if I could think of something to, put into these abstract paintings. I was, I felt clumsy at, at how to render them. Mm-hmm. So I got into some drawing classes then, and, um, that really changed my, um, uh, my whole, uh, way that I worked. Um, after that, I started doing, working more representationally and, and trying to, you know, worked with still lives and really, you know, simple setups. And then, eventually got into some portraiture and, and, um, figure drawing, uh, sort of back into it, but more, even more, um, you know, more like atelier style. Uh, I worked with a a gentleman named Bob Gerbrocht in San Francisco, Mm -hmm. passed away about five years ago, but he was still teaching in his nineties. And I was one of his, 
his apprentices at a certain point um, um, did odd jobs for him in the studio just to be able to keep taking classes with him. And uh, that his, this is getting back to the, what I mentioned earlier about, about it's really more about seeing. Um, he had us drawing with, with um, um, just black and white charcoal, vine charcoal and charcoal pencils in order to, to um, really try to get that eye hand coordination going and seeing and working with what is in front of you from a live model, not, not just, you know, trying to render something, what you think of uh, an eye shape might be. It's like yeah. really looking at the person in front of you studying and, it. and studying it and seeing the relationships of the proportions or the angles or the, you know, the spaces in between, you know, all of that, the positive and negative shapes, seeing things as shapes and not as things, mm -hmm. uh, even though you're using a pencil, um, um, that was what was, that's what you were learning was how to see and how to get it down on paper. And then um, graduating to, at that, actually at that point, I was graduating from that to pastel, which is kind of like a step in between, I would say, drawing with a, a, a pointed pencil and a, and and then paint in that you can actually um, use the side of the pastel and mass in, you know, larger shapes. And all of that I think is integral to me. Now I talk about painting a little bit more like sculpture and that I try to, I try to encourage people not to draw with a sharp line and then fill in, you know, in between the lines, like you might, see a, a cartoon being that like you you know sh a dark edge around everything and then filling in mm -hmm. um more that you are when you're using a brush you're you're massing in big shapes like silhouette shape like a flat shape if you see a a whole tree as or a group of trees as being one big shape and trying to mass in that whole area in a value and a color and that, even though you don't think of that as drawing, um, it is because you're seeing the relationship of how, you know, how big it is or how tall it is or how skinny it is or how, what the, how, what the angles are. And, and that's when you're using paint, that's what you're doing is, is, um, is sort of drawing and massing at the same time that we think of them as different, you know, some some artists, I know, like I, I do a, a fair amount of figure um, painting, and I know that other artists will, or even uh, even other types of paintings, other artists will use a um, like an oil um, stick yeah. or something else to draw charcoal to draw in um, their composition first, mm -hmm. and really to sort of do a fairly fairly accurate drawing and then and then um and then you know paint on top of that which is there's nothing wrong with that you know it's like uh, whatever works is is great and for me i since i like to um have the paint be part of the pro like like um um visibly be an actor in the painting like that it's that it's 
part juicy of it. and yeah. you know it's part of the 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 the, the visceral quality of paint the, the 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 juiciness of it i want i want that to show up so i like to play more right on the canvas and and move that around um more freely so if i draw too um accurately underneath it 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 um it prevents me from feeling that same freedom that I do if I'm just gas. Kind of like stay, you want to stay within the lines kind of thing. Yeah, Sometimes exactly. It can, it and, can, and they, yeah. you know, what it, again, it's whatever works for people. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. I like that, that, the, the, that's, that's from my own experience that I wouldn't be able to maneuver a brush without having a lot of drawing skill, a lot of drawing, um, practice under my belt yeah. and I, you know, it's, it's training your eye to see, um, shape and, and the differences and angles and what, you know, it's just being able to get things down. And you, 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 even, even as much experience as I have, um, over the years, I still have a tendency to make things a little larger than I, than I might intend. You know, I, I was like, oh, dang, I got to kind of rework that and go back and, and trim that down because it's not going to fit into the composition the way that I thought it was. <laughs> I think that's a common um, issue with, with some people. They start, especially if they're just reusing more of a line, like all of a sudden, you know, that figure that you that you wanted to have within the boundaries of the of the picture plane, all of a sudden it's like, whoops, you know, yeah. that I'm going to be a chop off at the knee if I... Yeah if I continue this, uh, the same way. So yeah. that's a very common thing. No, but, the... Yeah. Drawing is key. Drawing is key. But then, then, um, then, uh, you know, having just practicing a lot and then, and then using that knowledge to allow you to be more free with the brush. Mm -hmm. I think that is, I like that. Mm -hmm. No, those are, that's, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know you 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 hear it kind of like there's no right or wrong. I mean, there's fundamental things that that you know perspective, and there's a few things definitely that more are laws and rules. But when it comes to this, there's it's different approaches. It's just uh, that's why I love hearing you know your take on this. That's why I I thought this would be a good podcast episode maybe just uh it'll make some some folks think out there uh that uh yeah. that might i don't know maybe not stuck but yeah i think that i think the principles of painting like the fundamentals of painting yeah. representational yeah. realistic work or even abstract work i mean they're all um they're so, all they're all sort of universal mm -hmm. you know it's not it's like those things are the things that make or break paint your artwork but how you get there whether whether it's a matter of uh drawing in shapes very clearly and then kind of you know working that way or, yeah. or if you work started off loose more loosely um how you get there um you know, there's a whole slew of ways that you can go about it it's more it's more like learning the fundamentals what what you know what yeah. keeps it artwork um successful mm -hmm. or that's not that's a good way of putting it uh, yeah. those those things are a little bit more universal mm -hmm. no it's a great way of putting it yeah um yeah so much to talk about i love i love these conversations because 
again, it just kind of gets juices flowing for some folks out there. Um, maybe think differently a little bit. And uh, we just, we, you know, as painters, we, we're so honed in on it. It's a lonely sport. And as you're doing it, you're, you know, nose to the grindstone. And, and uh, sometimes you're, you're just... Oh, you want to have fun. Yeah, you want to have fun. Um, I guess it's so endless. Like, there's so many possibilities with it. I think that's one of the great things with, is, with, with painting. That is right? the truth. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's, there you so go. That's the, next, that's the next podcast episode. <laughs> Well, thank you, Randy, for your insights on this topic. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure, as always. If you want to learn more uh, about Randy or with Randy, I should say, make sure you check uh, his online course out. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense, online course out. Make sure you check out his online course at TucsonArtAcademyOnline.com. That's our website. And he has a full year, 365-day online mentoring course uh, and it's just wonderful. It's a great community. Uh, you get to submit images uh, uh, inside this group, and, and Randy uh, gets back to you visually, verbally. Depends, you know, depending on the on the, on the topic or whatever it is. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be images. Sometimes I see people just posting a question, and it's just a great community to help you to learn, to help you to grow. Uh, so make sure you check that out. We have three enrollments a year. We have one in March. Uh, summer is usually in July and one in uh, in November, so three three enrollments a year, depending on when you're listening. Uh, but yeah, it's just a great great opportunity to learn more from Randy. Uh, he also has a digital download series. It's you get to purchase the product and it's yours to to keep. It's a start to finish uh, demonstrational series, and just a great way of of, of uh, if you're not familiar with Randy's. Uh, teaching style that's just a great way of, of, of watching him paint you know paint a full full painting start to finish that's also at our website so make sure you check those out and thank you so much again Randy yeah you're welcome uh, always a pleasure Gabor take care everyone <laughs>